Hello, everyone. Welcome to New Business. I'm your host, Jill Thomas. This is a show about helping business owners create success faster and more easily than they thought possible. And I'm super excited about this week's guest. This week's guest is Linda Edmonston, who is a business and life coach. Linda's unique blend of tech savvy, which I love, business expert and multifaceted life coach, intuitive guide, muse, love that too, emotional support provider. She specializes in empowering creative service-based female entrepreneurs to establish strong business systems that every business must have. This way they can grow their business, earn more money in less time, love that too, and do more of what they love. And I love that intro, <laughs> even though it was a little longer than they normally are, but I loved it because you, it was, first of all, it was really well-written. Not usually what I get from people when they're on the show. And it really encapsulates what you do because you're a life coach, you're a business coach, but you're also very tech savvy. And that's one of the big deals uh, that in, in this industry. So one thing I wanted to talk about first is there's two occupations that people come to me. I'm a hypnotherapist. People come to me and they talk about, like, I want to do this thing. It's going to be so much fun. And life and business coach is one of them. And so I'm just thinking of one customer like eight years ago. And she had taken some online class, which I know is not how you would recommend doing it. And she's like, I'm going to be a life and business coach. And I knew her well enough to know that she didn't have much experience with either of those things. <laughs> so I know that you're very successful in what you do. So tell us what makes you different than somebody that just went, took a six-week class online, passed a test. What makes what you do different? Well, because there's two sides of it. So I at a corporate, I spent my career in finance and sales and marketing, budgeting systems. So that's where my tech savvy comes from. I've always loved and found it very easy to jump between companies and learn new software. And today's market is all about technology. And so I think that gives me, that's that edge is the fact that to me, I'm like, oh, I can just figure it out. I may not know that software, but I can help my client figure out if that's the right software for them. Because just because you could do something doesn't mean you should. (laughs) So I'm kind of bringing this kind of corporate and this let's think through to the self-development world because about 15 years ago, I had my own life crisis and I found self-development, which I think so many of us do. And because we're looking for help for ourselves. And over time, I ended up wanting to go deeper and go deeper. And so I ended up going through a two-year life coaching program. I love that. But not a weekend, right? Yes. And so, and there is a big difference. Like when you take the time to really go deep for yourself, I think it makes a big difference for your clients because you, you meet too many people that are still going to, you can call yourself a life coach. There is no certifications. Let's be very clear. Oh, and. As a person who creates businesses, let me just say a legal disclaimer, I am not a financial analyst, a planner. I do not have a law degree, tax degree, anything. But what I have is common sense, lots of experience. And so what I tend to do is consult and coach um, with my clients. Because most people don't have that. I love that because you're bringing something to the table that you learn from corporate uh, and that, you know, in the corporate world, you can only help whoever you could only benefit the person you were working for, but now you're able to bring that experience. And the same thing that these big companies that you worked for, I assumed it was big company, the experience that you learned there and to these, to, to sort of scale it down to a small business. Cause a lot of the same, the principles are the same. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And I think this is where the biggest problem when people want to start a business, they forget 
because a corporation has accounting, they have their tax department, they have their finance department, they have their sales, their marketing, you have a CEO that's looking at the big picture, you've got the people doing like the nitty gritty work, that's a huge range. And most people, we're not trained to do all of that. It takes time to move from whatever your comfort is. And that's where a lot of people come from corporate, right? And you're very good at what you do. And so you go, oh, well, somebody said you could do that as a business. I've met so many people. They're like, well, I was this in my company, so I should be able to have my business as an accountant. Yes, that gives you a good skill set. And that is a need that solves a problem for someone. However, if you're like, but I don't know anything about sales, marketing, I don't know about taxes, I don't know about this, all of a sudden it's like you have to have a basis in all of that so that you know what to do and most importantly what not to do. To or save you hire somebody like or you hire somebody like Linda, sorry to interrupt, hire somebody like Linda who knows the three things that you don't know. Because I, I mean I have as a hypnotherapist, I can tell you I don't know anything about finance and I'll be honest. The IRS is listening. This is the truth. My tax and accounting system is an Excel spreadsheet. That's it. So, which works just fine. Like, you don't have to have hardcore systems, which I think a lot of people get bought into because it seems more fun and flashy. But I always start my clients, I, I call myself, I'm the fundamentals coach. I want to make sure you're protected legally, you and your family, and you pay your right taxes. Because we want to pay taxes, people. Let me just say, do not be that person starting your business going, oh, I can deduct this. It makes me so angry when you see somebody selling a sales or marketing product and they're one of their things is, oh, you can write this off your taxes. Not yes, a good reason to start. Not a, a good reason to do it, right? <laughs> because the truth is you want to make money. We want to make as much cash in your bank account as possible. You want to be happy to pay the right amount of tax, but you want to because that's how your social security gets funded. Guys, you still, you lose that when you go from corporate. So you want to make money, but how are you going to support yourself? You all have extra expenses from your business and you still have all of your normal living expenses. So you need to make more money in your business than you made at corporate, FYI because you will have more expenses. Very good. Very practical advice. <laughs> so let's go back to something you said earlier, because I thought it was really good. And I saw we, we sort of skipped past it was when you were talking about how you had something happen 15 years ago that caused you to make this transition. Talk about that, because a lot of the people listening to the show are in that same position. They're in a transition. They hate their job. It's a soul sucking, life killing, emotional bag of fertilizer. Yes. And yes. tell us about what happened. Well, so it was a combination of, it was my personal life we had, I was working tons at corporate and I had my employee who I loved, absolutely adored, the funniest, kindest, most loved, joy-filled person I've ever met. And TG was this light. And one day he, at 28 years old, passed away. Oh my God. So it rocked my world completely. Um... And about a month later, I decided that corporate, you know, I kind of blamed, we always want to blame someone, right? It's my company's fault that they worked him too hard. That's why he had, you know, 
an attack and it's all their fault and I refuse to work for them anymore. And I was married and my husband was like, you hate your job. It's all good. Quit. And then a month later than that, my husband was like, by the way, I'm not happy not to talk to a lawyer. And I was like, so I had in three months, like the one, two, three knockout. And I look back and I'm like, I remember just being the darkest time that I've ever experienced. And in that, I was just like, you know, we asked the universe, right? Like help. And literally by finally giving up, like, I don't know what to do at this point people started showing up. And so self-development was not anything that was in on my radar because I mean, I'm from Ohio and yoga even now seems weird to people in Ohio. And, <laughs> and so it wasn't a thing 15 years ago. So life coaches and, and having support and having someone you can talk to. And so I just happened to the universe funneled me to the right person. And I just became hooked because my life qu- quickly started to change. I started becoming happier. I started seeing where I was blaming and expecting other people to do things or my husband needed to make me happy or my job should show me the level of respect that I deserve. And it was like, I had to learn that it all comes from us, right? And so I just kind of, I went back. I was in corporate. I just still worked and I started doing more coaching classes and it was so much fun. So I had this, you know, I was just playing what I thought was just playing in the world of self-development. And then I was like, I want to go deeper. So I became, I went to the coaching program. I was not going to have a business because I am an analyst. That was my, my mantra. I am an analyst. I couldn't understand why people kept hiring me because I would tell them like, well, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I I know I said, I, I, I have some training in this, but I'm an analyst, right? But people just resonate with who truthfully can help them. And I have a little tough love kind of style and I get right to it and we go deep and people cry, but they shift and change. And like, I can see my client, like their whole lives changed. And so it was such a, when you see, and you have this with what you do, like when people really get healed, and change and shift, right? It's there's no better feeling of knowing that you help someone. And I don't have that at corporate because, like you said, you work for somebody and you're just a cog. And so here you can see the direct impact you have on someone's life. So it's beautiful when you kind of have that mix come together. I love that. And I love what you said about you know, people started to change and shift and I'm sure they started to grow a a higher level of, of prosperity. And I'm also going to assume they started to create a business in a more sustainable way, which you and I both know is a big part of the problem. Well, to me, I actually started with just doing life coaching, right? I was, I was a life coach. And this is, this is one thing I want to warn people when you're in from going from corporate into creating your business, there are a lot of mindset pieces that you do have to be very aware of. And I know you help people with that. Um, and it's something I help people with because it, the truth is we're so used to be very good at one thing. And so we want to find that sense of comfort of certainty. Um, and then we will pick a lane sometimes. And then that is, we are that. So I went from I'm corporate to, I am a life coach. I am a life coach. And I would be on networking calls with people around the world. I mean, I was part of so many networking groups. I was meeting all these people. And we would having these kind of conversations just offline. 
And somebody would bring up like a count. They don't ha have a calendar, a scheduler. I can help you with that. I started building people's websites. I was doing their contracts. Like I was like, well, I have a template. I can send it to you because because of the way I set up my business, I do the fundamentals because that's that feels really easy to me. So of course I had the website, the contracts, the insurance, the LLC, and I was teaching everybody about this. But I kept telling myself I was a life coach. And I was talking to a friend of mine who's another coach and I was complaining. Why won't anybody hire me as a life coach? Like I'm getting, I had a, but all, I mean, like I was talking to like 40 or 50 people and, and like nothing. And they're like, because what you're doing is business coaching. And I was like, yeah, but that's not as easy. And she's like, that actually is why it should be part of your business model. Because what we find natural is what most people don't. And that is the gift that we get to help people with. And so I, in course, so then I started focusing on that, but the life coaching is always part of it because that's just a piece of who I am. So if somebody gets stuck around pricing and we're going back and forth, it's like, well, let's talk about why maybe you're overcharging or undercharging because people do both sides of it, right? They take a class and they go, they said I can make $500 an hour. Oh. Totally. Don't get me started. You haven't had any clients. <sighs> yeah. Right. Oh, you don't yeah. feel confident. So when you say, what are your rates? Uh, uh, $500. Uh, nobody's hiring you because you don't, you're not in resonance with it. Right. Or they go the opposite and be like, oh, I'm going to do it for free or 10 bucks. Yep. Don't I'm just practicing. I've had people come to me. They've been practicing for on people for two years. Oh, I'm like, but Linda. It's wonderful. Like you're amazing. Let's, so there's a balance there. Right. So I think what people from corporate really have to understand is like, it's so easy to niche, like to, to put blinders on instead of having a business is changing. Like you've written books and you know how it is. You have to, you kind of, as you grow, your business changes and shifts. And as your clients show you what they actually need from you, your business shifts. Because you are there to serve your clients and they're coming you to said, you. I love what you said too on that about how, you know, you know, what you're describing, it sounds like when you start your business, you had this one idea, you're going to be this, you're going to have this type of customer, they're going to need you in this way. But the reality is, and this is true, I would say for a lot of people who start a side hustle is your side hustle ends up, your most ideal one ends up being similar enough, somewhat similar to what you're already doing, at least having some, some aspects, right? Because in your case, it was corporate, you know, understanding business systems and also understanding, I love what you said, the mindset of going from an employee to owning a business and thinking about life in, in a little bit terms of, of the technicals. Does that sound is that accurate? Yeah. That's a great way of putting it, of looking at it. So I wanted to talk a little bit about, I've done this a long time and I've noticed that the most successful business owners start off by trying to solve a problem or something that they see in the world. Tell me about the problem that you were wanting to solve or what you wanted to create with your business. So when I look at it now, I realize what it's always been is I want women entrepreneurs to be successful. And I love the coaching and that service world because we need that. The massage therapist, the hypnotherapist, the coaches, this is what actually makes 
us as a human being healthier mentally, physically, it makes us have a, a healthier life. But so many of those people have so much heart, but they're not, they don't have the technical side or they don't feel confident in that because maybe people have told them like, oh, you're so sensitive. You're so, yes, you're definitely a great coach, but yep. oh yeah, but you don't manage money very well. Or maybe they've never managed money because they've never had to, or they've never been taught. And when you go to school, even, I mean, I have a finance degree. No one in college, like I, I did learn taxes because I'm a nerd. So I took extra tax classes, but other than that, like they don't teach you now. I, now I know nowadays there are entrepreneurial programs, but I'm very curious to see how much do they really teach you about the nuts and bolts because everyone loves to talk about the grandiose pictures, but not the nitty gritty. And I have seen friends of mine be sued, lose everything. I've had people not get paid, right? Even though they've done all the work um, because they were doing, oh, well, the person doesn't have any money, but they say they'll pay me later. And then they end up never getting paid. So then they feel taken advantage of, discouraged. Um, and it's not necessary. And that is my biggest thing is I want women to be financially smart and to look at the big picture and plan accordingly so that they're not in a position of paying later. It's not necessary. I love that. That's a great way of putting it. Um, I wanted to kind of get what, I mean, you, you briefly touched on this, but I wanted to get a little deeper dive. What do you think the biggest mistakes are that people are making when they first start a business? Um, I would say one jumping completely out of, like if they're in corporate, they jump hundred percent into their business. And unless you have a second form of income, like if you've got somebody who is like, you know what, go for it. I'm supporting us. And you need to, to really sustain yourself. You probably need $10,000 to start your business. I mean, let's just be mm -hmm. realistic. I agree. Um, if you're in California, like to do the, like I'm saying protection. So there's like an LLC, which people talk about. That is a financial way of protect your assets. So if you're married or you're in a partnership with someone, you want to protect their assets, not just you. It's not just your business bank account. Like if you don't do it right, you're opening yourself up to um, issues later on. Um, you can get, do things wrong with spam. Like the gov there's actually government penalties. If you send out unsolicited emails and someone reports you, it's like $5,000 an email. You know, I've had people, you go to a network group, do not do this people. Do not get on a Thank network group. Thank you for saying that, Linda. And take everyone's emails and then put them on your list. Do not do that. You have a conversation and say, would you like to be on my list? If they say yes, you send them an email that actually makes them say yes. I check the box. I would like to be on your mailing list so that you have proof that they actually accepted. Um, but so you don't want to just jump from corporate. You want to have the money so that you can set yourself up financially smart from the very beginning, because it does not do you any good to, if you really don't think you're going to make enough money um, to support a business, then you just have a hobby. Right. And you got to be very careful because hobbies can get you sued just as well. So you don't want to, you have to be 
willing to take an honest look at yourself and go, how much am I charging? Where are my contacts? That's why you start it while you're working because you're not desperate. You're not desperate for that next client. You have enough money saved up that you can pay for all the bills that come before you get the clients. And then you can start to see on a routine basis. I would, I would even recommend for a year, like, am I making whatever amount of income, whether it's the same amount, more than what you're making now, similar to what you're making now in a corporate job is for a year. So every month, am I making that steady income? Not I had one good month. I'm going to quit my job. <laughs> you got to make sure you can duplicate that um, because the worst thing you could do is imagine it's like going on a date and that person's like, oh, please date me. Please like me. Please like. That's what happens when you have need a client to pay your bills. You are, please, please work with me. And your energy is so desperate that it put, even if you were the perfect person for them, they will run away. So it's one of those things that you have to be prepared ahead of time. So and I know love, it's going to be tough. Sorry to interrupt. I'm sorry no, go ahead. I, I love a couple of things you said that I love. First of all, thank you for the business card thing. There is nothing more annoying than going to one of those things and not even chatting with somebody and then getting a bunch of spam. And, and it's always the person who sends like three emails a week. It's not the guy who reads, spends maybe two a month. Like, that's okay. I can just opt out. Thank you for that. The other thing you said, I love what you're talking about money of, of not being the person that has to have the sale because you're right. That is some very desperate energy. You can feel it. If you guys don't believe me, go to like a, a car dealership, like the last day of the month and try and find the person who hasn't made quota and feel, just notice how it feels. And they're trying to talk to you about a car, right? <laughs> you don't need to, you don't even know the words. You already know the words. You know how it feels though. That's a great way of putting it. Um, now I wanted to ask you about how you conduct your business. Is it online? Is it in person? Some of each, tell me about that. Um, so I do most of my things online. Um, I do have some local clients that sometimes we just hang out and do it together. Uh, but because of Zoom, I'm able to, we work together. So what I do is I have a whole checklist that we go through to make sure where you are at. Because some people have already gone halfway through the process and they've gotten stuck or they're ready for a website. Maybe they don't have a bank account. Maybe they didn't even know they needed a business bank account. They don't know where they should go, how to set it up. Um, so I, we do a whole, I do a review of where they're at and what they need based on the type of business they're going to go for, because the basics mostly are the same, but you know, the contract is going to be written differently. So I do templates it's, and I have a contract that says the template you're getting that you still have to review it with an attorney, right? We get you a small business attorney, um, but I have a template. I mean, that's what a lot of coaching programs and things like that will just give you this thing and not even tell you that you should, for your state, have it reviewed because every state is different. In California, where I'm at, you have to have in your contract that recordings will be made um, and you're pre-approving that recording if it's ever going to be used for anything. Um, because both sides of both parties of any recording in California have to be approved. Ohio, only one side has to approve a recording. So if you're talking to someone and you and who happens to be in Ohio and they're recording you without your knowledge, they're allowed to do that. Jeez. So, so you want to have, you got to know all these like little nuances for where you're at. Um, so we kind of work through all of that. And it's, I love to train. So I'm all about making sure my clients, I do the heavy lifting. 
but I'm teaching them why we're doing it so that they can take it to the next level. So most of my clients, we may build the first website together and then they go, oh, I realized I also want to have this other little website for some class I'm going to teach. And so they will go and build their own and then they'll have me come back in and like fine tune it. And that is, they're so empowered. I've had my clients be like, I am terrible with tech. I'm terrible with tech. And in six months later, they're just like, and then I built this and then I built that. And now I'm hosting this class. And you're like, who are you? This is amazing. So it's not just, you know, transformational because it gives you confidence in your choices for money and whether or not you even stay with your business, they go home and now they have more voice maybe with their, within their family of like, why are we spending that money? Let's have a conversation. They're more empowered with their bosses to ask for a raise. Like it's not everything that we do, right? It impacts us everywhere in your life. And that's the one amazing thing that when you're combining like the business coaching and the life coaching, it does impact every part of you. I just helped a lady who's getting divorced to go through all of, she hired me to help her do the paperwork for her divorce attorney because she was so confused. Like, but she knows me as a life coach and she's worked with me that way, but she's like, but I know you do stuff with numbers. I don't know what that is, but can you help me? And yeah, I can help you pull up the bank accounts and understand what this thing means and what quite you know, write the questions out for the attorney and so I'm able to do that just because, you know, I've been divorced. I've worked with divorced people. Like I have enough knowledge that I can help. And a lot of times people are just lost. And they just, like you said, want somebody to hold their hand and know they have a partner versus being all alone. And running your own business makes you feel very much alone a lot yeah, of times. I can understand that one a lot. Uh, and what I am hearing you say in this and correct me if I'm wrong, is I'm almost hearing you say that being, working on a business, creating a business almost makes you an, a better employee in some ways too. I think it makes you appreciate definitely all the pieces that you took for granted in your job when you have to like, oh, I have to learn the accounting world. I have to learn to how to pay my taxes. Oh, I not only, because it's really fun, right? Whatever our, our category is. So maybe you were a salesperson. So sales are super easy. And so you just want to like, I just want to have conversations with people and I want to sell. But then you're like, but what am I selling? Or maybe I'm not looking at the big picture, which is like a CEO, right? We have to be a CEO, the CFO, the chief technology officer, the accountant. We have to be all of those things. And you have to be there to what I believe is you need to know it enough so that you feel comfortable before you hire someone else. So. I have a lot of people that are like, oh, I just want to, they told me to buy, get a VA. Get a what? A VA, a virtual assistant. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> right. It's really big. So I had a client who was an attorney who was going off on her own and we were in a class together. And so we just chatted and she hired a VA. And then she came to me and was like, um, I remember on the call that you were saying some things that you might help with this. The woman had just, she didn't know what to tell the VA what to do. So the VA was just trying to like, well, I guess I'll just do this because I'm getting paid, but it wasn't at all what that person needed. Oh, okay. And so okay. we can't think about this. If you get hired at a job and you show up and they're like, um, we don't know what you do. Good luck. Right. You can't, you won't be successful because but no one's told me what to do yet. <laughs> so this is what we want to have that self-confidence in all of these aspects. 
And you also allows you, because from the life coaching side, if you're not afraid of it, and if you don't hate it, if you, if you hate it, or if you're afraid of something, you will hire somebody who will not be good in that position because your energy is get it away from me. And you actually attract not a good fit for your business. They'll steal your money. They will, you know, like screw up your business. They intentionally or unintentionally. But if you're confident, you're like, yep, now I know how to do my accounting. This is how I want it done. I don't want to do it. And I am making enough money that to me, this is one of my pain points. I will hire the right person. You're coming with confidence. You're going to be able to tell them when they're not doing something wrong. Like, you'll know, like, why did you do that? That's not right. These numbers don't make sense. Right? So you have to have that knowledge so that you end up being your, because you are every element of your business. Right. So we all have to, when you come out of corporate, you have to really understand that and be willing to kind of have those hard knocks of learning stuff that you don't really want to do. I, like I had that. to learn sales. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, I get that. I just want to talk to people. I don't want to have to sell anybody. But the truth is, you've got to talk about money. We have to be confident about the contract. I had to move up to that where, in the beginning, you apologize. Oh, I'm really sorry, but I, I need to have a contract, right? Now I'm like, this is how it's done. And, let, and we're going to set you up with one too. Love it. Absolutely love it. So one thing I do want to ask, and, and we're going to wrap it up here soon, but I do want to ask one thing, because I, I think this is important to talk about. What is the biggest difference in mindset do you use that you see, because you work with a lot of clients in these issues between an employee and somebody who owns a business? <sighs> Willingness to take responsibility for all aspects because you are responsible. And if you, as an employee, it's easy to be like, oh, well, it's not my, it's not my job, right? It's another department's problem. I don't have to worry about that. Um, but I think when it goes back to like, even how you become a better employee with all this, as I know, when I'm in corporate, I'm always been that person. It's like, wait, I was in a meeting and IT mentioned something that is impacting this department, not impacting me. But I will then have a conversation with this other department and be like, hey, did you know? Because I don't, you weren't in the meeting. You might not realize that this is going to impact you. So I've always been like that team player of like, let's bring, let's be successful everywhere. And we need to have that when you have your own business. And it's not, we make it harder than it needs to be. I think we get sold into a lot of products that we don't need, which is another aspect of what I do is I really teach people how to get past the fluff. Because people, marketers are super good at their job. And then you buy the program and you find out you're not ready for it. When you're starting a business, most products are way above where you need to be. You have to stay focused based on your audience and your strengths. We always work from your strengths first. And when you get bigger and make more money, then you can start to move out into maybe some of these areas that are, aren't your strengths. You Then you can have the money to hire the right person, to ask the right questions, to but everybody wants to do it all at once. And it's a, it's a slow process. Like you want to gradually build your business. I mean, any big corporation was not a flash in the pan, right? They're still in business because they do a core thing and they get better and better and better and better at it. And they're able to charge more and more money and they're able to incorporate new things as they know what their clients need. Right. So it's not a, don't expect to come out of the, you know, these things, Oh, you're going to make $10,000 in a month. Yep. 
stop. That is very good advice because that is, I, I would say that's the number one thing I see with clients too, is this unrealistic expectation. It's like, oh, but I had this friend who started this business and she's like making $70,000. Yeah, but you know what? I bet that she didn't do that on the first day. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they don't ask the questions and their gurus and the teachers out there will never tell you, well, wait, it's actually taken me 20 years to there become you. my overnight success. Right. Well, that's so good way of putting it. 20 years to become my overnight success. You should make a, a meme of that. That's, that's perfect. Cause that's actually absolutely true. So is there any final bits of advice that you would have for somebody who's considering doing this type of business, this the coaching business or any last little bit of wisdom that you have to share? Um, yeah, if you have a calling to help people go for it and, but do it smart and make sure you set yourself up for, for success in the very beginning so that you are collecting the right amount of money. It's going in the right places. You're protected. So you don't do anything. Always remember that you come first so that you are protected. You know, having a basic website, you don't need a big name, $200 a month website system. Start simple. We want you to start so in a way that you are, um, it can maintain and grow and don't be in a hurry. And please don't wait until you are, like you said, at the very beginning, like so stressed out, you hate your job, you hate your life. That is not a good time to start a business. Yes, there you will find people that they say that is why, because they were forced to do it. That's not the easiest way to do it. And that's going to cause a lot more suffering than if you I like my job or maybe get a different job so you don't have to work so many hours. So you have some more free time so that you can have energy to work on your business and just do this a gradual changeover, right? So you just change where the money's coming from until you get to a point where then you can leave corporate um, or go part-time. There are things about corporate that are super nice. So if we get in a mindset, like being an entrepreneur is better, it's just different. You do have maybe a higher upside possible than you do in corporate because there's, you know, it's up to you to make more money. However, you don't have vacation days. You don't have a 401k unless you are funding 100% of it. Like there's no company match vacation. If you don't work, you don't have any money. Like right. you have, you know, so it's a very, I don't like people to think like somehow this is the magic pill. It can be amazing. And like what you learn about yourself. But, you know, for me, every year, day one, I know I need $2,000 a year to do my basic, because I live in California, it's $800 for my LLC. Yep. I want to protect my address. So that's another $200. My basic website, which I still have. I love the company that I use. I don't need anything fancier. Um, but my insurance, I've got to have business insurance and coaching insurance. And yes, you can get insurance as a coach, hypnotherapy, like you have I to have, have your insurance. Yep. So I know when I start January 1st, $2,000 is gone. And that's without paying for anything else. So for me, and, and you know whether it's $800 for California or $200 for another state, you're still talking about like, seriously, you need a couple thousand dollars for the bare minimum. And that's not hiring people to help you build your website. That's not any of that, which is why $10,000 to start your business is probably a good number to have saved up. Um, and just- be prepared for it to kind of like, you have to be strategic about it. But when you find that niche, that find that thing that lights you up, remember to come back to that piece and go, but this is why I'm doing this, right? This is the joy that I'm getting when I see some of these lights up and they have this aha moment. Okay. Is that, that's what I'm looking for. So that's what I keep working towards. You know, that keeps you grounded 
Um, because you're not doing this just for a paycheck because you're not going to be happy if all you're trying to do is I want to do this because I'm going to make more money. Totally. I 100% agree with you on that. I don't know how many people have gone into this saying, oh, I'm just going to make, I heard about some guy who's making $500 an hour as a hypnotherapist. This is what, an ad that I saw. I've never met a hypnotherapist who made $500 an hour. If, there, if there's one out there, I'm happy for you. If that's you, I'm happy for you. I've never met this person. And this was 10, 15 years ago when I saw that ad. So that is, that is very well, well stated, Linda. And I love that, that you're, you're bringing up the odd, you know, the real hard number truth that starting on day one, there is an expense that doesn't give you any benefit that it's money. Like you said, $2,000, you can't get back. I will say that the corporate uh, thing, California, having researched different States is one of the more expensive ones in Oregon. It's a lot cheaper where I live. Um, So do research that the LLC costs, but Absolutely. I think everybody should have this stuff. And first, and I do want to say too, Linda, I love your website. I think it's great. I was nosing around there and I think it's beautiful and I think it's really well done. And I think everybody should go visit it. So tell everybody where they can find you. You can find it at lindaedmiston.com. So I know you're going to put the link in. I am going to put the link because I can't spell anything. Right. My last name, but I can't spell any. I would have, you know, I would have added some extra letters in there that are not in your name. So it will be in the description, but you should all visit Linda's website because it's beautiful. And you're going to get to see when you go to her website, how well organized it is. And you're getting to see what it should look like. And, and thank you so much, Linda, for this frank and honest discussion. I mean, some people like make the same, like, like flowers and butterflies and (laughs) instead, which is the truth is that there's no health insurance unless you buy it yourself when you own a business, you know, these are all expenses, everything, every chair, every chair. I have a a fancy chair. Every chair, it's on you. You have to pay for that yourself. So very beautiful. Any last thing you want to say? No, I just hope ever you know, come check out my website. I love working with people. We do, you know, love to have a conversation and, you know, just know that you could do this. That's so good. That's, that's a great way to leave it. I don't want to add to that because that's beautiful. You can do this. And I'm so glad you guys joined us for this episode. I love Linda. I think she's amazing. I think her website is amazing. I'm going to say one more time. You should go visit it. LednaEdmiston.com. And, and when you have a business, please, please, please go buy your domain, buy your name. If you can, if you had to add a middle initial, do that. I'm telling you, I did. I made that mistake. I didn't buy my name and somebody else has my name. So just do that right away. So again, thanks Linda for participating. It's been super exciting to have you on. And I hope this was helpful for you guys. I'm really happy to see all these guests that are, people are starting to watch these episodes and I'm really excited. And I want you to go out there and make a successful business, but most importantly, I really want you to have fun doing it. So see you guys next time. Bye.